You're listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss, a podcast that's focused on the lifelong journey of life after loss, with your hosts, Erica Fisher and Alicia Moore. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholz and Associates. And now, One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Hello and welcome to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. I'm Erica Fisher, Executive Director with One Bright Star. Alicia Moore, President of One Bright Star. And today we have Danielle Duffy. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you here. So Danielle, I met you through One Bright Star and you reached out to us. Yes. You want to tell us about that? Yes. I've known about Run Bright Star for some time, and I believe the first event uh, was the Comfort Coffee. I know one of the board members and I had chatted about this idea of getting together informally at a local coffee shop and just connecting with other bereaved moms. And then, yeah, it kind of evolved from there. My daughter attends the children's camp, which we find very valuable. And then I knew you were launching a podcast, so I reached out. And Emily, yes, she's fun. <laughs> she's a fun kid. She's seven now. Six? She is seven, almost seven, eight. Now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she's fun. So, <laughs> and tell us about your other kiddos. Yes. So I, my husband and I live in Lake Crystal on our family farm. We have four beautiful kiddos, and oldest Emily, almost eight. Our son Blake, who passed away. And then Owen, who is now four today, actually. Happy and then, birthday, Owen. And then Sibley, who just turned two. Wow. You have your hands full. <laughs> it's it's great. It's Absolutely. my heart is full. That's a great way to put it. And I tell you what, uh, Daniel, you mentioned the kids and the order of your children. Mm-hmm. And you have Emily as the oldest, and you said Blake passed away. Can you tell us about Blake? Yes, absolutely. So our, our son Blake, you know, 2016 was, you know, a normal year. So we thought, and we were getting ready to go camping, and it was Labor Day weekend. And so that's just kind of what we do with family and friends. And, you know, I went, um, checked on him during nap, and <laughs> he never woke up. So um, he passed away at 17 months old mm-hmm. unexpectedly to um, sudden unexplained death of a child, and which we had never heard of. I've never heard of it. It's essentially SIDS, but it's categorized as a child between the ages of 1 and 18, and it remains unexplained after you know, the autopsy, medical records, I mean, family history, genetic testing, all of the above. And at that point, there's still no explanation. Essentially closure, a seemingly healthy child goes to sleep and and their heart stops naturally. So it rocked our world, as you can imagine. Yes, yes. You know, you told me right before we went on, uh, Danielle, that you mentioned SIDS. And so people talk or hear about SIDS, and that's usually children that are that pass infants from yes. what under is it? One, under, under one, one year old. Okay. Yes, and, and again, there's there's a stigma is, you know, <laughs> ways to prevent it, and, and you cannot. I mean, with SUDC specifically, because I've kind of, um, there's a 
sudc.org is a foundation and they provide free resources to families. They're a private organization, but you cannot predict it or, or prevent it at all. And there's a large number of families in the United States that experience this traumatic, unexpected loss of their child. Yes. Oh, traumatic. my gosh. Absolutely. Traumatic. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. And I take it that Blake was probably healthy and just mm-hmm. a vibrant, happy-go-lucky little guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it was the summer. So I absolutely, I remember, it's, it's very interesting, very, I'm not even, I can't even put the word on it, but that week I remember daycare was closed and so we had a lot more time with him. My, my mother's, like they were all hands on deck. I was home, I mean, and it was a Friday morning and I mean, we were ready to walk out the door and it just like, our world changed. Mm. the three years three and a half a year well let's go back to that so he passed away in September and I we had just started talking about having another child you know we've always wanted three three was a big family to Mm -hmm. to us and yes and so we we ended up being pregnant with my son Owen who's now four like right after that okay and then um Sibley was born and so until I mean it was a lot of emotions a lot of grief like very confusing really paralyzed in grief I think honestly for like three and a half years and until more recently when our kids just get a little older it's I would say maybe easier to kind of breathe take a breath a little bit but I like how you said paralyzed by grief I mean literally yeah (laughs) I think because it kind of it consumes yes everything Mm -hmm. we had a lot of big changes so we had two births we moved just down the road just a lot of changes that you know again you question should we have another child should we honestly we we i knew in my heart but i it was scary it was probably being pregnant with our son owen hardest thing ever too on top oh, of everything yes. else but I hold on to that held on to that hope and I think he just I just needed Owen to get through like I just I think God knew I needed him I remember I I have a lot of vivid dreams in general and I'm trying to really get in tune with like intuition and such and for the first couple months he Blake appeared in my dreams like his you know he had beautiful blue eyes and curly blonde hair just like this old soul I remember he would protect his sister a lot and they were very close in age and so it was until I was pregnant with Owen those dreams stopped and I think that pregnancy like held me on even if I was just emotional all the Mm -hmm. time but it was reflecting back really what I needed at that time so <laughs> that's amazing that you can look at that now and say I, that you needed that and you, rec- yeah, you that you recognize that absolutely something I remember Danielle and and now this this is just it brings it you know around and brings it all together when I saw a family picture of yours you have a picture of Blake and I believe maybe Emily is holding the picture mm-hmm. of Blake and I think it's all um, four kids in the picture, and yes. I just thought that was the neatest thing ever. We did. We started to do that when Owen was born. He, you know, it was he had a onesie that said God picked this, you know, perfect child from heaven, and then Blake's picture, and then we've included that in it. 
And I love that. Yeah, I love yes, that. Yes, I do too. I think that's awesome. I do too. It's a little little thing that can go a long way. Yes, he'll be forever. Mm-hmm. You're 17 month old, <laughs> I know and it. that's just wonderful. I love that you had dreams too. It's wild. And it's wild. I hold on to them so dearly, and even now, I mean, I can tell you, I just, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. recently I've had a couple of very surreal dreams, and a friend of mine. Oh, it was it was pretty beautiful, and I have yet really to process what the the meaning of it. But mm-hmm. she had a dream with Blake in, and there was symboli- symbolized a hot air balloon and myself. We and him and I were riding in it together, and if oh. you look that up, it's it's like changes and transformed spirits of like Isn't myself. That crazy? Oh, How so yes, yeah. <laughs> you need that. You need that hope. That is just mm-hmm. wonderful. It is hope. Hope yes. is, you know, I, a friend of mine who I met pretty, pretty um, close to when pa- um, Blake passed away, reached out. I didn't know her, and uh, thankfully she reached out. I mean, I couldn't believe that there were mm-hmm. other moms in the area that had had lost a baby in whatever you know way. But we met for coffee. Yes, and she had always she read this book called Choose Joy by Kay Warren, I believe. And I, I bought like so many copies and I would gift them to people because just any struggle you're going through, you have to choose joy and it's it's okay to feel good. It, it took me a really long time to mm-hmm. to accept that good, you know, whether yes. it be like, right. I mean, someone stopping by, I mean, that you just really got to hold on to that. And so now I create joy lists in my day. Oh, I mean, I know okay. by now what gives me joy and, and really it, it just kind of that stems from that the joy and then the gratitude through the grief even if not every day is gonna be good there's always the joy and sorrow find, could that coexist so find the joy that's my point yeah. yes i like that people talk a lot about gratitude lists but that mm-hmm. joy list mm-hmm. that's great especially when you're in the situation that you you are grateful for things but that joy is so important because your heart when you told us today your heart is full. That is amazing for what you've been through that you are able to say that. And that <laughs> shows agree. your strength and courage. And so... I, it was really recent until I, I really just started to say it. But I think it's it's accepting that too. It's, yes. it's been there. But, yep, but you just got to get to that point. To accept it. It's your it's, journey. It's mm-hmm. your journey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's your journey. Tell us about Sibley. You said that there's a story about her because oh, I, I think her name is her, just yes. beautiful. I love that. So honestly, I mean, we would have, I don't know if we would have ever imagined having a having a fourth child. It's just pregnancy in general. It's, it's a journey. It's been a journey. And so Sibley came and she has a vibrant red hair, curly <laughs> red hair. She's a spitfire at two years old. And we had always had a difficult time agreeing on a name and a friend of mine chose she she had brought this up and you know we love Sibley Park the community aspect Mm -hmm. of it Um, but when Blake passed away my my work employer bought a tree and planted it next to the playground at Sibley Park and so we visit there it's it's a really memorable and you comforting, know, place. comforting yes. place to visit there so that's what what I mentioned and you know she's she's just been a really a joy to our family like it just she completes it she does yes and somebody mm-hmm. I read somewhere somebody asked 
this question and I had never thought of it this way, but you know, they asked, how do you honor Blake, but also honor your, your living children, your parent, how do you like co-mix that? And honestly, I guess for me, there's many ways you can do it, but through my parenting is, is really where I, where I honor Blake. And like, obviously I see him through their eyes. So Okay. They give me comfort. That's very, very beautiful. Yes. I can I can barely leave the house like for a night, you know. I'll work up to that. But I find the most comfort when I'm like in the presence of my kids on our farm and it's it's right there. I guess that's just like oh Your I place. know my heart just beats fast. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you comfort. And you feel Blake there, you mm-hmm. feel everyone, your family is together. It, uh, yes. 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 So. Oh, that's really neat. It sounds well, good like you have, for you. Yeah, an amazing, amazing family. So I'm, I'm wondering. You said Emily and Blake were pretty close in mm-hmm. age. How was it with Emily during the grief process, the loss process? That's a r- really good question, and I, I love to talk about that as I'm still continuing to learn. So when we experienced this loss, it was how is how's mom? How's dad? And Emily was two and a half. So they were, I believe, 16 months apart, just under okay. that. And so peas in a pod, best friends. And she was home that day and obviously knew what was going on. And we tried to protect her, hand it gone to kind of maybe the main funeral and such. And everything at that age you think is fine. Like we're protecting her. And, and now she's almost eight. And just recently she's, she'll mentioned she'll mention memories, she'll mention, she'll ask questions, she'll see an ambulance, and there's just some, something there that isn't right, terrifies her, and so it really, like, awoke me in the sense that I really need to, like, parent her needs and such, so we started some play therapy, and art has been the best thing for her. They're currently, every time she goes, she continues on this story of Blake and like the memories and it's going to be one big thing and I can't wait to hear it. But she just really connects through art. She does. (laughs) At the the children's mini camp. I'm definitely not an artsy person, but I love that she is artsy musical and we're going to hold on to that. But also when I tuck her in at night, I'll have a side conversation and she'll just spew all her emotions and she'll mention Blake probably every single day. She just wow. wants to be heard. And I, it just never really clicked mm-hmm. for a while because I was trying to, you know, get through, support myself, you know, our family. I mean, it was just unimaginable. And just years later, though, it's it's just unbelievable what is really coming out of her mouth. And just I don't want any unresolved grief necessarily so we make sure to surround her with support go to the children's camp the play therapy and really just be tentative to her needs and it's just i've become a better a better parent quite frankly you already this experience you already are amazing yes it's really i will say 2019 since having our you know probably our last child really i say awoken my senses i mean they talk about with new life, there's death all over. But I'm I'm a new sh- new self, myself. I guess I in my mind I picture it as like I'm walking out of my shell. It's so weird, mm-hmm. kind of 
thing to imagine, but I, I am just like kind of this new self and discovering things that I never really, that came to the surface before. It's it, like I said, your journey, it, it's opened new doors for you. Mm-hmm. And well, I never imagined talking on this podcast. Um, I, but honestly, <laughs> that's, that's what's needed. Because if I hadn't had those two gals reach out to me, I would have felt even more isolated and alone. And I'm not sure I mean, back, I didn't grow up, really, I think it goes back to kind of how you grow up you know, a little bit. We didn't talk about emotions. Life shouldn't be hard, you know. So I was so unfamiliar with these emotions. And these gals reached out, thankfully, but it's still a journey. I mean, we went to, so Faith's Lodge is in northern Wisconsin. Yes. We went two years in a row, and it's just reflecting back to, I'm really thankful we went for Blake's birthday. So that would have been like six months later. And then the following year, it was just very different. Not saying it was easier, it was just very different. But that really helped us normalize our experience. I, I still in awe of these families that have the courage to to get up every single day. I mean, it is it is so hard. Yes. <laughs> but that's you though. But you that's have the courage well, to get exactly up every you. single day. Yeah. And it's hard, I guess, for me again. I could I, I would suggest others to give themselves more grace, but I also have to tell myself to do yes. the same. But yes. it's it's a constant work in progress and you know unleashing the layers of a cake essentially is a weird analogy, but that's been told to me is you're you're just unleashing or unlayering these layers of just deep down emotions and it's something that we'll have to grieve our whole life, which sounds it's just sad but it's also like relieving knowing like it's not to be rushed either oh that's a really good point it's not to be rushed and yet you you say that this is a lifelong journey but yet you also talk about the joy so in this journey there are days that you feel very joyful and your heart is full and you continue that journey and yes yes it's (laughs) Again, for for our family, it's taken, you know, I say it's almost been five years in this journey. That isn't really that long, but it's it's been really a walk in faith. And I think my, my point being is I would just, for others to honor their emotions, I, I just felt like I wasn't able to. I remember, I mean, those really real and raw days. I mean, I couldn't go without crying all day long. I mean, I went to work probably few weeks shortly after that and I just needed somebody to say it's okay to yes. cry but no one does okay no so, that's a good I mean, point honestly mm-hmm. it's it's a very uncomfortable topic right but we need to normalize that and talk we through do. it so it You're doesn't absolutely have to be. right feel yeah. your feelings yeah. yes oh. you know and I have to say that I met you three years ago probably and I can say I haven't seen you smile this much. Well, I will ever. say it, was, it took me time to to be comfortable in my own skin. And to be honest, I'm so happy because you have a beautiful smile and you bring so much joy and you're sharing your joy, you're sharing your journey and that's such a huge thing. And I we well, I hope, we, we appreciate I hope you <laughs> and we appreciate you sharing Blake with us and Yes. 
I definitely want you back. I I definitely (laughs) want, you know, I want to be connected with others in so many ways. I, I kind of shoot out in weekly inspiration on an Instagram just, just because there is joy. And honestly, there's others that, you know, need to be connected with that. Well, well, thank you. That's pre- wonderful. Yes. yes. We appreciate you. You are not alone and you definitely, you're, we, we need you. Yes. We need <laughs> well, you and we need your, thank your, you. your joy. I hope I, you know, can at least provide some, some, some faith and hope for those in their future because we all can experience joy along the way. Absolutely. That's great. Cheers to faith and joy. All right. Thank you for joining us this week on One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Thanks for listening to One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast. Life After Loss is a copyrighted production of One Bright Star. One Bright Star's Life After Loss podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Burkholz and Associates. For more information on the lifelong journey after losing a loved one, please visit our website at onebrightstar.org.